You're listening to the Embrace Simplified Podcast, where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites, and we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow right alongside me. I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up. Together, we are going to simplify our life. Hey guys, welcome back to the Embrace Simplified podcast. I hope that you are starting to wind down for the holidays and really sink into some indulgent, restful time with your family and for yourself and for those that you love and and that you get to spend the holidays with. Today, I wanted to talk to you guys about mindfulness and how it connects in with what I think is probably what a lot of people are going through right now, and that is the discomfort with rest. And sometimes when we are so quote unquote busy, we're juggling a lot of things. We don't even slow down long enough to actually identify that resting and downtime is uncomfortable for us. So (laughs) I am giving you permission to admit that you are not alone if that's how you feel. It can be really uncomfortable to rest when we have been running or juggling for a really long time. But if you could give yourself permission to acknowledge that and be aware of it and then take some actions to help yourself sink into that restful time, then you might just feel better and it might really unlock some things for you. Just that simple awareness of the discomfort can change a lot. I have seen it. I have experienced it. I understand it. I I feel you if you're in that uncomfortable spot right now. It can be very uncomfortable. It can be uncomfortable to rest because we never saw people resting when we were young. You know, that there was a lot of, a lot of comments and a lot of chatter around laziness that we were rewarded for doing, for accomplishing, for being productive. And then, you know, now as adults, we are in, you know, that productivity success, you know, sort of race. And so doing everything for our families, our kids, for ourselves, for our work just leads to this like, an inability, I should call it, an inability to rest or to really feel good slowing down and taking some downtime. I talk sometimes on the podcast about the right to unplug, and I hope that you give yourself the right to unplug this holiday. And I hope that you take some time to become really aware with what this year has felt like for you and to not be afraid if it has been hard to own that it's been hard, to acknowledge that we've been living in fear and uncertainty and chaos for a couple of years now, and that that has really weighed on us in a really interesting, sometimes sad and frustrating way. With all of that said, 
I believe that some mindfulness and tips and, and help and maybe nudges in being more mindful can give you space to actually enjoy this restful season. And so that's why I want to talk about mindfulness today. <laughs> All right. So three qualities of mindfulness. Let me just to start before I even jump into the three qualities. Let me just say, when I use the word mindfulness, sometimes I see people cringe, like they might have tried something and it didn't work or they don't think it's for them or they downloaded the app that their, you know, best friend's sister recommended or their company gave them for free and it didn't make them feel any better. And so they just mindfulness is like this daunting, overwhelming thing. My goal today is to break that down for you and make it less daunting. What am I talking about when I talk about mindfulness? Three qualities. Intention, attention, and attitude. Intention to cultivate awareness and return again and again. Attention to what is occurring in the present moment. Simply observing our thoughts and our feelings and sensations, just observing them, not judging them. Because attitude is the third one, and that is non-judgmental, curious, and kind. And I feel like whenever we break something down that's overwhelming, it becomes a little bit less complicated, hopefully a little bit more simple, and maybe there's some relief that comes up. When it comes to mindfulness, there's things we've tried and then there's things that we haven't tried and there's things we've tried to do but haven't been successful at and a judgment comes up a lot over what we haven't been successful at. If anybody has read my first book, Life, Love, Lemonade, in my chapter, I talk about how it actually took me nine weeks of trying before I was able to do my first successful visualization. It's a type of meditation. I tried it multiple times a week for nine weeks and it took me that long to figure it out. And I often tell people, I don't know what else in my life I tried to do for nine weeks unsuccessfully. <laughs> like I often have given up sooner than that. But with visualization, I kept trying. I really, really felt like it was going to be something that could work for me. And sure enough, ninth week, I figured it out became a practice of mine and it, and it changed my life, truly. this I say this because I want to remind you that it might not work the first time and it might not work the 50th time, but if you really feel like you're getting something from it, stick it out, okay? So I'm going to just share a bunch of things that you could be doing for mindfulness. By no means do I think you should take all of these things and try to do them all. I just want to give you some new ideas, some fresh ideas, because I know we all try and struggled when it comes to mindfulness. A lot of times it's about consistency. So we'll write something off too soon or we'll say, oh, that doesn't work for me. But we actually haven't been able to feel the results and impact of that practice because we haven't done it consistently. So one of the things could be affirmations. So this would be speaking positively to yourself about what you are or what you're striving for and repeating these statements, these short statements consistently. So I'm, when I say consistently, I mean like every single day, usually attached on to another thing that you do. So if you drop your kids off at daycare and then you get back in the car, 
on your drive from daycare to work every single morning, you're going to say these statements to yourself. When you're brushing your teeth or when you're applying lotion before bed or whatever it is that is your thing, these affirmation statements, something like, I am strong, I am brave, I am enough, I am positive, you know, whatever it is that resonates for you. A lot of people say, I am attracting love into my life or I'm attracting abundance into my life. I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. Those kind of positive statements. It might seem insignificant in the moment. You might not even believe them yet, but you're kind of like rewiring the brain to believe them. That can only happen through consistency. Five senses, sometimes called the five senses scavenger hunt. I love this one also for, for using with kids. So the five senses mindfulness sort of trick, let's call it, is really about putting you into the present moment. So you could be standing at the park and your kids are playing and the sun is going down and it's gorgeous. And you go through in your mind, what does it look like? What colors do I see? What does it feel like? What does it taste like? What does it smell like? Is there any textures involved? And by bringing your awareness to those five senses, you're able to ground yourself and feel more calm and present in the moment. You can do this in it literally anywhere. <laughs> you, I like, I challenge you, try it at like a hockey rink, okay? And just see, it can really bring you into the moment. So if you're stressed about something or something's not going the way that you wanted it to, using this mindfulness to bring yourself back into the moment. Also box breathing. I call this like four count breaths with my kids, but basically it's in for four, hold for four, out for four is how we do it. I'm sure you can do it for five or six. <laughs> I'm sure there's lots of ways, but you're bringing your breath in for the count of four. You're holding your breath for the count of four and you're letting your breath out for the count of four. This is going to help calm your nervous system. And so when I use this with the children, I say what we're doing is we're calming ourselves down from the very inside of our body. And by slowing our breathing and being really intentional with our breath, all of a sudden, whatever was bothering us, whatever we got angry about or stressed or worried about, sort of felt a little lighter. And so we'll do those box breathing techniques. There's also mindful driving. And this is a really interesting one. It's not going to be for everybody, but you're, you're being intentional about like thinking through, okay, here's how I feel in my seat while I'm driving, how it feels on the road, the texture of the road, the rhythm of the car, when I see the lights, the sounds, the smells. Okay. It's called mindful driving. Single tasking. I love this one. Single tasking, obviously the opposite of multitasking. And so this is where you're doing one thing with your full attention rather than doing quite a few. My best example to share with you for this one, and I, I'm sure I'm not alone, is I will turn on a show, like I'll turn on something like a, a series or like a movie or Netflix or whatever after the kids go to bed. And then I will read you know, what's on my to-do list in my daytimer while also shopping for Christmas lights at Canadian Tire 
with Netflix going in the background. And I'm sort of also kind of making school lunches and <laughs> that's like slowing it down. One time when I was really in the thick of my burnout, I remember sitting in my naturopath's office and telling her that I was doing so many things right when it came to self-care and mindfulness. And she said, give me an example. And I said, well, I block time every week in my calendar to go for a 30-minute walk. I walk from my house to the juice bar. I get myself a really healthy green juice. And then I will listen to a podcast or I will catch up with an old friend or something on my walk back to the house. And she's like, so you're trying to cram in connection, walk, nature, and healthy eating all at once. And I had never thought of it like that. Like I thought that that multitasking made me efficient when really she was like, what I'd like you to do is just go for the walk in nature and just focus on nature. Single tasking. If you're used to, and I'm totally guilty of this, if you're used to constantly listening to a book or a podcast or something while you walk or while you run, maybe try it once without. Okay, like leave your earphones at home and just try it without. Mindful eating. Mindful eating is a really cool one. This is, you know, it's it definitely read up on it. Check out Raw Beauty Talks because Erin talks a lot about it. This is where you're going to be aware of how many times you're chewing the food, putting your fork down between bites, thinking of the smells, the textures, the taste, the colors while you're putting food onto your fork. So it's all of those five senses elements again, but applied to eating. The key one being you're chewing and putting your fork down. Those are the ones that I remember. I'm sure there's more to it, but that is what I remember. Some people like mindful gardening. That can be kind of hard uh, at this time of year. So maybe it's more like mindful taking care of your houseplants <laughs> and the process of turning on beautiful music and filling up your your cute watering can and taking time to really like look at the leaves and the colors and the health of your plant and watering it and sort of like the flow between the sink and the plants and areas of your home, right? Just really just like savoring that experience of something simple like tending to your houseplant. There's also forest bathing, which can be um, wonderful in winter too. Like maybe it's snowshoeing solo by yourself in the snow or something like that. Other ones that are popular, just like bring it in wherever you can. So bring it mindfulness in with music. A friend of mine, she is a runner and she listens to like this playlist or podcast while she is running. And then at the end of her run, when she's doing her cool down or her stretching, she changes the music to really slow, beautiful, calm music. And she has like this moment of mindfulness while she's stretching her body and just feeling grateful for that time and that run. Puzzles. This is one that I'm going to try this winter. I have got myself some beautiful puzzles and I'm really excited for that. Journaling, writing, having like a morning practice to yourself is such a great way to be mindful and start your day. 
in that really calm, present, cozy vibe. Yoga and also body scans. And I use Insight Timer. That's the app that I use. But others are Calm or Headspace. So if you really want to bring in that more traditional visualization or meditation, those are great ones. What I love about Insight Timer is there are uh, mini courses. So you can do like a series. If you find somebody who you really enjoy listening to, you can do like their 10-day course. You have like 10 days in a row of meditation. And I find that can really help me be consistent with bringing meditation back into my practice. That is just a ton of ideas thrown at you. I hope one of them resonates for you. Maybe there's a new one you're going to try, or maybe I've reminded you of something that really worked for you in the past that you're going to bring back again. Really, we want to make sure we focus on awareness, stillness, and just noticing our thoughts. When I say noticing our thoughts, if you have done all the things to line up this beautiful mindful practice for yourself and your mind is racing, that's still really important for you to have awareness, right? Because sometimes we just don't even let ourselves admit to ourselves that our minds are racing or that our heart is beating faster or that we like feel that brick on our chest of anxiety and worry. So just be aware, right? It's like everything is data. And if we understand that we're not feeling our best, that we're a bit anxious, we can make changes. We can act on that, but it's only going to work if we own that we are feeling that way. On Insight Timer, I really love all the meditations that Sarah Blondin shares. She's based in Vancouver and she has a beautiful following on Insight Timer. So many different meditations and her voice is just so soothing. You guys have seen me share her meditations before. I also really love journal prompts. And the cards that I'm using right now are by a friend Catherine and her cards are called journalisms. So I included the link to that in the show notes. If anyone really wants to start writing but needs a little bit of guidance, I love her cards. The other thing that can be really mindful and fun, whether it's with yourself or friends or even with kids, is pulling a card. And there's beautiful decks that will walk you through what those cards mean. I actually picked up a beautiful deck that was actually from Costco, but the cards are gorgeous. The art is wonderful. Me and the kids love pulling a card and just like letting yourself be intuitive. I think that's what it does for me is like, there must be a reason that I pulled this card and I'm just going to lean into that and let myself feel that, that intuitive energy from pulling a card. I'm not going to have resistance. I'm not going to be skeptical. I'm just going to lean into it. Pulling a card can be a beautiful way to kind of let go and be mindful as well. So the other thing that I would just say is when it comes to being mindful and allowing yourself downtime, it's okay to be a little prepared and and to have a plan. Okay, so it doesn't mean that, okay, it's the holidays and we have downtime. And so that's it. There's nothing planned. It doesn't really work with kids. <laughs> and often it doesn't work when it's uncomfortable for us to find true rest. Having a little bit of plan is okay. Picking up those craft supplies so that you have something to do creatively, either by yourself or with the kids. Buying yourself a beautiful book or downloading a book, you know, so you can listen to it. Making sure you have some scheduled 
evenings that are to yourself or when you can have a bath or go for the run or do the workout. So don't feel like the downtime means no schedule if that's uncomfortable for you. If you can't wait to have unscheduled time, then go for it. Like truly just go for it. I know that the kids will definitely want to go for a walk and see Christmas lights. And that can be a beautiful way to just really, yeah, just have some beautiful downtime together. So I'll make sure that I schedule that in or it might not happen or people will be looking forward to it and they won't know when it's coming. So just don't be afraid to schedule things if you need to and if that feels better for you. I would just encourage you to come back to, I know I've talked about this over the last couple of months, but come back to the feeling that you want to have during the holidays. And that will be how you can really create it is, is by being aware of how you want to feel. If you want to feel rested, do you need to sleep more? Do you want to do yoga? Do you want to feel cozy? And what will that require? I know for myself, I really have a vision for this holiday. Our holiday last year was a little bit chaotic. We had just ripped the house apart. I ended up falling down the stairs and breaking my ankle. And so the house was ripped apart for the renovation. There was a lot of family changes. We were in a new place, in a new home, new school, a lot of uncertainty from the pandemic. And then I go ahead and hurt myself and I end up on crutches. And so I had this beautiful vision for this really cozy, calm and nourishing holiday for us this year. And so there were a couple things that I've had to do over the last month in order to achieve that. Being organized, you know, having my wrapping done ahead of time, knowing what our, our holiday schedule is going to look like with family, even just something simple like finishing, unpacking some things to create a space for play for the kids, because I know that them having that space will allow for me to have a little bit of space. So I know that sounds maybe like something you haven't thought of, but like, do your kids have a space that they love where they can access their toys and get cozy and read a book? And is there a space for them to play? Because that's going to allow for you to have space over the break as well. If you have chaos and no order around going in and out of the house in snow boots and with snowsuits and hats and all the things, then that's going to cause stress. And so like, how can you simplify your entryway in order to allow for less stress? So these are all things that might seem insignificant or not connected to you enjoying your holiday, but they really are connected. So I took some time and got creative on ways that I could finish a living room space that I hadn't yet furnished so that I have a space and also set up and spend quite a few hours building a really organized and fun play space for them in the basement. And so fingers crossed <laughs> that my plan works. I also, I decided to invest in some really beautiful wood board games for us this year. So they have like a real, I don't know that I, I just, the word that comes to mind is legacy, but these are board games that I'm going to gift the kids that they're going to have for their entire life. And they're gorgeous and really special. And I can't wait to play, you know, with them in these spaces that I've created, because I think that's going to really create that whole feel that I want. So I hope that these simple ideas for bringing mindfulness into your life over the holidays help you. And I'm wishing you guys such a beautiful holiday season with so much connection and so much nourishing 
conversation and activities with your family. And I just really hope you sink into it and enjoy that indulgent, restful time because you so deserve it, you guys. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Embrace Simplified, the podcast. I hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best. Can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. Until next time, I'm your host, Kirsty. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life. <laughs>